Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Running Obstetrician Podcast. My name is Christopher Morosky, and I am the Running Obstetrician. In this episode, we will be discussing a statistics topic. Statistics? That being the chi-square test. The chi-square test is easily one of the most used tests when it comes to statistical tests in the biomedical literature. The chi-square is also used much more universally than just in medical research, and this makes it one of the most important tests to understand. Fortunately, it is fairly straightforward, and this gives this podcast an ROB stat score of 201, meaning that this is a fairly introductory, intermediate statistical topic. Now, the chi-square test is a non-parametric test that relies on categorical data. The non-parametric part means that the test does not rely on a normal distribution of data, nor an assumed equality of variance in the groups. The categorical part is that the outcome can be yes or no responses. For example, did the patient get cancer, yes or no? And it is often presented as a percentage or frequency in each comparison group. The answer can also be ordinal, think of quartiles, or nominal, think of race. Here again, we are dealing with percentages in each of the individual groups. Now, there are certain assumptions about the chi-square test that need to be met to use this test statistic. First, the data must come from a random sample. Second, The data needs to be categorical and presented in frequency or percentage form as just discussed uh, before. Third, the observations must be independent of each other. Fourth, the distribution of expected observations must be decided before the data is collected. Now, this point is going to get us into how the chi-squared is calculated. Fifth, the sample size must be at least an N of 30 with at least five responses in each expected value. And six, the observed and expected observations must be the same. With all that statistical mumbo-jumbo behind us, let's talk about how the chi-square test is used with some real-life examples. One of the ways that the chi-square test is used is as a goodness-of-fit test. Basically, what happens here is that the test looks to see if there is a difference between the number of expected responses and the number of observed responses within categories that the researcher is investigating. Let's take, for example, a hospital where 77 babies are delivered each week. Since babies decide when they want to be delivered, not preferring any certain day of the week, we would expect that on average, 11 babies will be born each day. 11 on Sunday, 11 on Monday, 11 on Tuesday, and so forth. So let's actually do some calculation with some real numbers. So take out a piece of paper and write across the top, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then, starting with Sunday, pencil in these delivery numbers. 7 on Sunday, 5 on Monday, 18 on Tuesday, then 9, 11, 13, and 14 for Saturday. This is really kind of what our normal work week looks like. But the question here is, Is Tuesday's 18 deliveries just by chance, or is there something statistically going on here? The chi-square is calculated by summing the square of the observed minus the expected frequencies over the expected frequency. 
To do this, you will write another row beneath your deliveries, which is the square of the difference of the observed deliveries minus the expected deliveries of 11 each day. This would give you the following results starting with Sunday. 16 for Sunday, 36 for Monday, 49 for Tuesday, then 4, 0, 4, and 9 for Saturday. Adding all of these squared differences, you get 118, which divided by 11 gives you a chi-square result of 10.7. And there you've done it. You might have just hand-calculated your first chi-square result. To determine if there is statistical significance, you need to find yourself a chi-square table. And with this, we need to introduce an important topic of degrees of freedom. Basically, in a very simplistic way, degrees of freedom represent all of the possible values in the calculation of a statistic that are free to vary. In the calculation of the chi-square, which is usually dealing with 2 by 2 or 3 by 2 tables, this usually is represented by the number of outcomes in each row and each column minus 1 for each. To determine the degrees of freedom, you take the number of rows and subtract 1, and then multiply this by the number of columns, also minus 1. So for this example, we have only one row, so this is just 1, and then we have 7 days of the week or columns, and get 7 minus 1 equals 6. 6 times 1 gives us 6 again, and we have 6 degrees of freedom for this example. So why is this important? Well, first, if you look at the chi-square distribution, you will see that it changes with the degree of freedom, the degrees of freedom. Second, if you look down a chi-square table, you will see that you need your chi-square calculation, degrees of freedom, and level of significance to find your resulting p-value. In this example, with 6 degrees of freedom and a level of significance of 0.05, we can see that the chi-square cutoff is 12.59. Thus, our chi-square result of 10.7 is below this cutoff, and our result is not statistically significant. Using a computer software program, the resulting p-value is 0.097, which confirms that the increased deliveries on Tuesday is likely due to chance rather than something significant. If you want to see a significant result, increase the deliveries on Tuesday to 28. Try reworking the observed minus expected squared results with the following deliveries each day, starting with Sunday, 7, 5, 28 for Tuesday, then 9, 11, 10, and 7 on Saturday. The squared differences of observed minus expected will, will result as follows, 16, 36, 289 for Tuesday, 4, 0, 1, and 16 for Saturday. Adding this up, you get 362, which divided by 11 gives 32.9. This is above our chi-square cutoff of 12.59 for an alpha value of 0.05 with 6 degrees of freedom. In fact, the p-value here in this example is 0.0001. The good news is that you don't have to hand-calculate your chi-square result every single time. Your computer software can do this for you. This will be even more important as we introduce the two-way classification of the chi-square. The two-way classification of the chi-square is what most of us are familiar with when reading through the OBGYN journal articles. This is the famous 2 by 2 table. Now that you have an understanding of number 1, the importance of calculating the observed and expected frequencies, 
and number two, degrees of freedom, we can talk more easily about 2x2 two two tables and really any size table that deals with a frequency or percentage of distribution. Let's take, for example, a group of patients who might develop preeclampsia. One group undergoes treatment with a medication starting at 20 weeks. The other group undergoes treatment with acupuncture. The outcome is the development of preeclampsia by delivery, and the null hypothesis is that each treatment is equally as effective. 100 patients are enrolled in each group, and at the end of the study, 35 patients in the medication group and 22 patients in the acupuncture group develop preeclampsia. The question is, is this statistically significant enough to say that acupuncture is significantly better than the medication as compared to chance alone? Setting up a 2x2 two two table, you can see that we have medication and acupuncture on the left with preeclampsia and no preeclampsia across the top. Let's start by working backwards by discussing the degrees of freedom, which is similar to our discussion from the goodness of fit. We have two rows, which gives us 2 minus 1, or 1. Then we have two columns, which again gives us 2 minus 1, or 1. 1 times 1 equals 1, so we have one degree of freedom for a 2x2 two two table. Now, what I want you to do is think through how a 3x2 table requires 2 degrees of freedom, and a 3x3 three three table requires 4 degrees of freedom. Now, a little bit different than the goodness of fit, the expected frequencies in this table format are calculated for each individual cell. For example, one cell are the patients in the acupuncture group that develop preeclampsia, and another cell are the patients in the acupuncture group that did not develop preeclampsia. Similar cells can be thought of for the medication group as well. The expected values are calculated by multiplying the row subtotal by the column subtotal for each cell and dividing by the total number of observations for the whole experiment. This gives the expected values. Then again, to calculate the chi-square value, you add up all of the squared differences between observed and expected values over the expected value for each cell. The chi-square value is then again calculated against the table with a level of significance, often 0.05, and a degree of freedom is calculated, in this case 1. We won't hand calculate the results here, but with one degree of freedom, the chi-square result for this example is 4.15, and the p-value is 0.042. These results are statistically significant. Alright, a great review of the chi-square test. Before we go, I do want to add in one cautionary point about individual or pairwise comparisons. What is very important to do when you have a table greater than 2x2 two two is to run the chi-square test for your larger table first. This p-value needs to be reported for the total distribution. Then, if you find statistical significance, you will want to drill down to find out which comparison is significant. This gets done by breaking down your larger table into smaller 2x2 two two comparisons. You, however, do not want to start with smaller pairwise comparisons prior to analyzing the whole group as a larger table with a chi-squared test and determining the overall level of significance. The reason being is that the smaller pairwise comparisons, when done over and over, have a probability of being significant by chance alone, and significant values should not be reported unless the overall chi-squared test statistic is significant first. Pairwise comparisons will come up as we discuss other tests, but also is important to mention here. 
Well, friends, that's plenty for now. I hope that you found this review of the chi-square test helpful. Look for more to come on simple and more complex statistical concepts on our website at www.runningobstetrician.com. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. Until next time, take care, take it easy, and keep on running. <music>